Welcome to Coaching Uncut, a special series on the Unstoppable Woman podcast, where I take you behind the scenes and give you a peek into the private coaching I do with my clients. All of these coaching calls have been recorded with the permission from my clients who have generously allowed me to share these with you as a way of helping more people in this world. They give you access to master level coaching and the opportunity to learn the lessons that they're learning right along with them. Please keep in mind that these recordings are not studio productions and the audio quality may be less than ideal, but the content will take you far and help you become unstoppable. With that, listen in and learn. Hey there, how are you? I am fine. I'm fine. I'm awesome, but fine. Okay, how can I help? That sounds that sounds a little, uh, there's something underneath that. So you want to share? Uh-huh. Yeah. So I don't know how this is going to be related to business, but I, I feel like there's some connection and it's on my heart. So I'm just going to share it and then you can work your magic. So we went to a wedding on the weekend and I, I'm realizing that although I love weddings, I find them emotionally very triggering. Like I have like a, a sadness that comes with them and I don't really... I think it's about like, I walk away just sort of being like, oh, look at them, full of expectations and optimism. And then I'm like, hmm, not all things in life are going to go how you expect. And then I just sort of get sad. This is fairly yeah. consistent with weddings. And has that happened just recently or has that happened for the last 20 years of your life? Pretty much that's a, that's a long-term thing. Okay, I, but it's more it's more so with age or whatever. Okay, so the investigation that where I would like to go with this is to identify whether this is a belief that you're holding in your subconscious mind about yourself, others, the way the world works, that mm-hmm. is causing you this disappointment, this forlorn forlornness, this forlornlessness maybe um <laughs> this sure this sadness right mm-hmm. or or if this is a result of first marriage not going exactly the way you wanted it to go to say the least and second marriage having some fabulous things about it but also having some things that you're unresolved about that are really hard that are really hard yes so and and it could be a combination therein so I I would like to explore that do you have a sense yourself b option b speaks to me more than the belief but I'm not saying that I don't hold some sort of belief I just don't know what it would be okay so let's look at what the feeling is and describe that more thoroughly so that I have a better understanding. So when Um, you say sadness, you you said things don't go, look, they're so happy. Look, they're so, so expectant and things don't Mm -hmm. always go the way you think it's going to go. Yeah. So where did Uh, things not go the way you thought it was going to go? What, what does that connect to there? Well, 
you know, I thought that I would, well, I didn't think marriage would be so challenging. And so there's a piece that's like, well, I'm the common denominator in both my marriages. So, you know, I have to own my piece of it, but my, my marriages do seem unusually challenging. And so I feel dis- disappointment around that. I feel anger. I feel resentment. I feel How like I got challenging. Pulled, like a, well, the, for different reasons that end up presenting similarly, which is related to like, I used to be somebody who needed to be needed. And that was a huge part of my identity. So I think a piece of what's happening is like, I'm changing. I do not need to be needed. And I would actually like to be needed a lot less than I'm currently needed. So I'm frustrated that I allowed the, my, this current relationship to kind of evolve in this way where it, you know, there were pieces of, it served me, it served my, my needs and my ego. And now it doesn't. And I'm very frustrated by that because there are some big constructs that have been put in place that will be tough to, in any short order, shift. And that feels crappy. Yeah. So this is a disappointment in yourself. And when you feel disappointed about yourself, what do you make that mean about yourself? What do I make it mean? Yeah. That I could have done something, should have, not just could have, but I should have. So there's like a shaming to it. I should have seen this sooner. I shouldn't have agreed to all this wackiness that (laughs) permeates Mm -hmm. chunks of my life. Yeah. Guilt says, I've done something wrong. Shame says, I am wrong. Shame is an identity piece. They're connected. They're not disconnected, okay, or unconnected. But shame, I am wrong, that's an identity piece. I am fundamentally flawed here, which your conscious mind knows, okay, no, I'm not, okay? (laughs) But there there is an, an identity piece a belief that you hold about yourself that is 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 saying I am wrong. I was gonna say it feels like it's. I, I mean, I guess I'm struggling with senses because it feels like current self is saying you did wrong in the past. I mean, consciously, I know I didn't know better. Blah 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 blah. blah. But there is this piece of like, what the fuck? How did we end up here? Yeah. So let's it's explain like, that. It's like it so, can't. It can't catch up. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're, so just acknowledge for a moment that that lens on the experience, I can't catch up. I can't make it better. Comes from what? Comes from not your conscious mind that knows that you're incredibly capable, has agency, has great relationship skills, all of that. There, it comes from the part of you that says you are fundamentally flawed. You're wrong. You can't do it. Okay. Something must be wrong with you. It's looking, let me be very clear here. Your subconscious mind holds that belief and it will continue to hold that belief until you change it. The cause set in motion and it will keep looking for ways to reinforce that belief because that belief about yourself is what has served you in the past and kept you safe out of harm's way. And when I say the past, I mean childhood, not first marriage. Okay. So this was a coping strategy for survival at one point. I could not make, let me break it down very clearly here. 
I cannot make mom or dad, mother or father, wrong because they're my they're my gods when I'm kids, when you're a child. When you're a kid, the mother, the father, they're your gods. Even if they're abusing you, they're your gods. It's where you know your survival comes from. It's not entirely true, but often it is. Okay? When you were a wee young infant, if there was no one there to feed you and take care of you, you would die. And even into childhood, that's true, despite social services, right? So when you want something and you don't get it, your mind makes the decision, not necessarily rationally, because your rational mind has not kicked into gear yet at that very young age, that it can't be them, it has to be me. Because them is where food, love, safety comes from. Survival. Okay? Right. So we build an identity that says, I must be wrong. And guess what? We survive that. And your subconscious keeps playing that out and finding places to affirm that identity until you change it. And there's layers to this. Okay, there's layers to this. I'm curious about whether you have any sort of I'm unlovable theme playing out. I'm, I'm thinking. I think I must. Maybe. <laughs> I don't want to project. Yeah. However, I don't know, I will, Yeah. I will say that I, ha- you know, I have that I am wrong. And then like the next layer up, very close to that core room, wound, excuse me, is I'm unlovable. And I think those two things often, though not always, go hand in hand. I wonder if it's not that I'm unlovable because... I don't struggle a lot with that. I think I'm pretty darn lovable. It's going back to that I'm lovable if I do all the things. And Correct. I think okay, so that's not um, yeah, so that's subconscious not. rebellion happening against, like I am resentful of everyone who expects things from me these days, which is not fair to them. I, I just want to acknowledge that this is not fair, but it's pretty active. Because now I'm like, oh, my God, you like even at the wedding, you know, and I went off and was talking to somebody else. And they're like, where'd Erica go? Where'd Erica go? You know, because I was one getting everybody out on the dance floor because I love dancing. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, all y'all can organize yourselves onto the dance floor. Like, Why do I have to (laughs) explain this? Yeah. So, So you're recognizing that it was conditional love, not unconditional love. That's the story that that I'm still unraveling for myself. Yes. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to go and and cogitate on this, feel into this, okay. think into it. That that's not feeling lovable. Okay. The conditional love is I am not lovable for whom I just for who I am. I have to do something different to be lovable. I have to do something for you to be lovable, mm-hmm. and therefore. Mm-hmm. I will do things like make agreements with my husband about certain things that I'm not actually, I'm not actually okay with because I have a belief that I'm not lovable. I have to do things to be lovable. And also like this is where being so uber capable presently 
irritates or angers me depending on what the thing is because you know there's that belief and then I can do so many things well that I could make things happen that most people just don't or can't yeah the thing that you need to know is this is about being super capable is fantastic and we need to help you step into your feminine okay not lose the masculine essence that you have which is very directed and focused and task oriented and you know has good project management skills all of that okay yeah Yeah. we need to help you step into the feminine which allows you to receive more okay yeah and be taken care of okay Mm -hmm. okay I think early on I confused approval of whatever that may be with love. And then I got real focused on doing things that would gain approval. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And approval is conditional. I mean, it's embedded in the definition of the word itself. Yeah. Whereas love, the true essence of love, it's funny that we have to qualify this, but the true essence (laughs) of love is unconditional. It just is. There's no, there's nothing. Love is unconditional, period, full stop. The fact that we have to describe it as conditional or unconditional love is, is a contortion of what love really is love that yeah and i think and i think that yeah mm-hmm. and i think it's a reflection of how we perceive love culturally correct yeah yeah so now with this insight what gets to open up for you what's next well i think it, you know it was interesting i'm like it's I think it's interesting that I became drawn to consulting because there are a lot of opportunities to seek and gain approval. Mm-hmm. So I just sort of, you know, it's like I created, created a construct where I could just perpetually keep doing that. And so it's that's a, really interesting. Let's mm-hmm. pause there for just a moment that I'm going to reflect this back to you. Mm-hmm. The, consulting framework for you is about gaining approval rather than helping people solve a problem. Uh-huh. I don't think it's an either and, or. I th- I think there I did this just really neat thing <laughs> mm-hmm. where in helping the more I help people solve a problem the more my clients solve problems the more approval I gain. Mhm. But I think that the, the distinction then that I need to make is like approval. There is a, I mean, I'm at the step, you know, with, you know, mm-hmm. somebody needs to approve a contract, but it's, <laughs> there is like a, a place for truly approval of things, signing off of, but it's not approval of me. And that's the distance and separation I need to create with better boundaries and continuing to increase my self-esteem. Correct. And so I think the distinction that you're making is conscious mind, subconscious mind. It's not always Mm -hmm. about gaining approval. Of course you're there. Like consciously you get that. Okay. However, your subconscious mind that 
is driving the show, driving the car, okay, making all the decisions, whether you consciously know it or not, is engaged in this relationship for approval. And mm-hmm. that therein lies the challenge with the sales conversation, with mm-hmm. boundaries, with time, scope creep, all of that. All the everything. And all the everything, exactly. All the everything. <laughs> I'm just, ra- I'm rounding up. Yes, as you should, appropriately so. <laughs> so that's what you need to recognize. It's like consciously you're like, oh, yeah, I mean, I, I have this great talent. I, I can help people in this way. I'm an expert. Of course, it's about service. But really, when you're in that sales conversation, you're like, mm-hmm. do you like me? Do you like me? Do you like me? Mm-hmm. Do you approve of me? Mm-hmm. Right? All right? Is this? And And what it does, not only does it perpetuate a core wound, it also says that other people have the power to make me or break me. Mm-hmm. You've given away all your power to other people. If your husband doesn't like you, if your best friend doesn't like you, if your clients don't like you, suddenly you're not worthy. Or sometimes it's not sudden, it's a slow cook, right? It's a, mm-hmm. you know, a, a incremental thing that you don't notice. Yeah. And that is, when I woke up to that, it was revelatory to me. I realized that I was completely externally driven. That, and maybe I'm talking in hyperboles by saying completely, maybe not a hundred percent, but even if it was 70%, it was by far what drove me. And it's what made me feel like I was a puppet and what made me feel like I could never get ahead because I was always going to be jumping through hoops for other people rather than doing the needle moving work in my life, doing the needle moving work in my business. And this is not to say, of course, that we don't do things for other people. Of course we do, right? Of course we care about other people and sure. yeah. make adjustments, right? Yeah. But when you recognize that you're completely externally driven that rather than internally driven, it's a huge wake up. So yeah. yeah. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> well, you can't unsee this. So the, the most powerful part of this work that we're doing together is that you can't unsee it. You came to that yeah. recognition through, you know, a series of questions and queries. And what that means is that it's not me telling you it's like this, which your subconscious mind would reject. Okay. It's yeah. you telling uh-huh. you that it's mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. And now you need to do constant space repetition on what you actually desire. And you have to continue. You've already started the process, but you can. And now you you must continue to take action from a place of clarity about what you want, what drives you internally versus external drivers. And this is going to rock your world. Beware. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I just like, if you could see what I made this face when you were talking, this like, yeah. Yeah, like this is going to be rough before it's smooth. 
Correct. Faith. Okay. So a lot of grace, a lot of compassion. And it is huge. It is a huge shift to make. Now you will, you, you will start seeing, I'm going to use my words, not your words, but like you being the jumping monkey, right? All over the freaking yep. place. And you're like, Oh my God, look at me. I'm just totally reactive <laughs> to what everyone else is saying and doing. And it's going to be like, Oh my God, I had no idea. <laughs> So, so now you're going to see it everywhere and you have to shift your response in the moment and take different action, even though it's going to be conflicting, challenging. Uh, you're going to want to come up with excuses, reasons why it's totally fine to jump, all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just going to ask a question that I think I already know the answer to, which is like the only way to get to the other side is just to go through. Probably I'm anticipating a series of interactions where I'm like, hmm, that felt weird or uncomfortable or like I really made my, the pendulum might have swung a little too far to the other side. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause you don't know. Okay. You don't I have don't any, know. you yeah. don't have, you don't have a compass for this or a, maybe that's not the right tool, but you don't have the calibration yet. Hmm. And you need to recalibrate. And yeah. a few tips on this. You always have, you know, there's always a do-over. You do this with your, your husband or your child. And then you're like, oh, a little harsh there. Or hmm, maybe that was too much. Then you can go back and you can be like, hey, I need to adjust what I said. This is what I meant. Please forgive me if that came out the wrong way. Yeah. Without, you know, falling over backwards or anything. Right. Okay. And, you know, I'm going to just guide you a little bit. Before you do that, bring it to me. Just for a few times. You don't have to do this for the rest of your life, obviously. But what I noticed when I was going through this was that if I gave myself a beat and really thought about it, that reaction afterwards where I was like, ooh, I overdid it. Maybe I went too far. Was just my subconscious being in the terror barrier. And Uh actually I hadn't. Okay. It was just so different than what I was used to. Yep. I could see that. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Enlightened. How about that? (laughs) No, I am good. I, you know, I mean, this is, this is the work that I knew I had to do. So, so I'm here for it. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, take care. Sounds good. Bye. Okay, bye. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed this episode of Coaching Uncut. Let us know in the comments what you learned and how you can apply it to your own life and business. We absolutely love hearing from you. And we also love receiving your feedback. So thank you in advance for your likes and reviews. They really help us connect with more women 
who need this information to help them scale. So much appreciated for that and taking the time to do that. Now, if it's go time for you and you're ready to scale your life and your business, then I want to offer you up something. I want to offer you access to our Be Unstoppable Facebook group. We drop daily and weekly resources in this free group that show you exactly how to scale, what you need to be doing differently. So if you want access to that group and it's go time for you, go to theunstoppablewoman.com slash Facebook group and that will redirect you there. So theunstoppablewoman.com slash Facebook group, no spaces, and start by getting your copy of the scale plan, which lives there and it's totally free. So go do that now and then tune in to the next episode and continue to be unstoppable.